welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. And I felt the Spirit of the Lord say to me that we need to position ourselves to enter into, uh, into promise because it is possible to get to the border of the promised land, to get to the border of promise, but not be positioned for, uh, to enter in. And a whole generation of the Israelites literally came to the border of their promise and had to turn away and turned away because they were not positioned to, to, enter, to, to enter in. And, um, and so the Lord spoke to me about, uh, about how we do that. And there's only one position that you, you need to, there's, there's literally one spot if you're going to enter into what God has for you that you stand, uh, stand on. It's the, it's like um, every army about to go into battle has a, um, oh, what's it called? It's called like a, a, a start point. Uh, I can't remember the exact military term, but it's like a, 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 um, a um, it's where you stand. And in the kingdom, it's this place. It's rest. It's rest. And uh, in, the, in, in the word of God, it tells us labor to enter into rest or be diligent to enter into rest. So um, let's just read from uh, the book of Hebrews um, chapters, ch- chapter 3 and we're going to read 7 to 11 and then we will take that as a a jump of place that was the term I was looking for it's that the jump of place so verse 7 Hebrews chapter 3 says therefore just as the Holy Spirit says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me as in the day of trial in the wilderness where your father tried me by testing me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with this generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. They did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they will not enter my rest. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful passage of scripture. What we need to understand in, in the word of God, the word rest is a synonym for inheritance. And, um, and we, we enter into the inheritance and the promise that God has for us by entering into rest. But at the same time, our inheritance is rest. And it's the, the, the rest of the Lord. And what is rest? Rest is that place where we recognize that actually we live in dependence on God. That it's not that we have to go out and take the promised land for God. We don't even take the promised land with God, but actually God has taken the promised land. And from that place, we enter in to the warfare that God, uh, God has called us uh, to. And what happened on the first time round is Israel had been living in the presence. They've been following the cloud. They've been following the pillar of fire. They'd experienced daily miracles. In fact, they were sustained by daily miracles. They had been living years hearing about the promise that God was taking them into. They had experienced battles in the, de- in the desert against nations that came against them. And they had overcome. But when they got to their promised land, as they got to the border, they shifted. 
and they shifted from that place of dependence to that place of self-focus and they suddenly got and they saw their enemies and they saw the promised land and they shifted to we can't do this we can't do this this is too difficult and they were like man you know what we, we didn't realize there were there were seven nations here and the fortifications and they took their eyes off of god and they put their eyes on themselves and as a result they they dropped into unbelief they dropped themselves. Uh, they uh, dropped. They pulled away from faith, and they backed away from their promises. So, there's four things, four principles. That I'm just going to briefly share, and then we're going to go into a time of sharing with one another and praying to stay in that place of rest. How to prepare yourself? The first thing is, is as we get to what God's calling us to, we need to consciously stay focused on God's work. Because otherwise you get focused on the work that's ahead of you, what you think you need to do, and you end up dropping into unbelief. As Bill Johnson says, no one ever took a journey inward and came out feeling good. No one ever you know, got into introspection and wow, what are my giftings? And, and, and you, 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 go, you go inside, and after a while, the deeper you go inside, it's the darker the rabbit hole. And you end up just feeling like, oh, listen, this is ridiculous. I can't do this. But what we need to do is stay focused on God's work. And, and the, the place where we begin is the cross of Christ. That He's done it already. And everything we need has been found in the person of Jesus and the work, uh, work that He's done. And then we begin to meditate on the promises of the past. And the, the things, that, the victories, that those impossible moments were... God came through for us. As we meditate on those things and we remember who He is and His character, it creates in us a heart of faith to face the, uh, the, battle, uh, the battles ahead. And um, then the next, the next principle that we see from the passage of Scripture, it, it says this, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. And I think as we enter into promise, the reminder is, is we enter into promise, not through principles, but through relationship. And so much of our modern Christian life is about principles. We, we try to learn to pray the right way. We try to learn, you know, the right principles, the right approaches. But actually, the right approach is different every time. One day, the Lord says, you know, come Run, you know, you know. Wait till you hear the sound of marching in the in the sycamore tree. There's a there's a voice because God, God's not actually. It's not so much about the promise from the Lord. It's more about walking with His people, walking with His children, and so each day is a day of relationship and listening for the voice. And when we hear the voice, sometimes He's going to say things that you're like, "No, Lord, come on." That's just stupid. I can't do that. That's that point where we don't harden our hearts. Where we go, okay, that just seems crazy. But I know your voice. I know your voice. I'm going to enter into what you need. The third thing is, and I know this was just so important, the Lord says, these are people who 
the, the exact way your father's it says they saw my works for 40 years how many years have we seen God's works and yet we forget our testimonies I mean I, I'm just thinking for, for our family a couple of years ago we sat on our, on our bed and we asked the Lord we said Lord We'd like to do a big family holiday in Europe, all of us. And we just dreamed as big as we could. We literally just stretched our faith. And uh, I think, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, oh, we want to go to Italy. And we want to go, you know, we just dreamed big. We want all of us to go. And we, we have to go this time, Lord, and that's when Jessica will have leave and everything. And, uh, and we just trusted the Lord um, to, to break through. And um, it was so crazy that we were really having to just stretch our faith. And then little mystery, from that point on, she started started um, packing a suitcase. And she would say, oh, we're going, to, we're going on the airplane. And we got to say to her, no, Donna, we've got we to wait until the man comes with the tickets. Got to wait till the man comes with the tickets. And one day, at the end of the service, someone came up to us and said, do you guys want to travel? And in the short, the short, to short my story was, before I got home that day, we got a text that a couple that at that stage we didn't know extraordinarily well, just offered us a holiday in Europe, wow. and paid six air tickets, fully paid, rented a car, uh, a car for us, and this impossible dream happened, and. I go back to that testimony because testimonies are not just testimonies, but they are God eradicating your excuses. <laughs> when you're faced with another impossible dream, the Lord says to you, don't you remember? Do you remember when I fed 5,000? Jesus did that and said, like, why are you guys doubting? Don't you remember? I fed 5,000 with five loaves. So, What's your issue? You know I do this stuff. You know who I am. And this is how we position ourselves for breakthrough. To go back and remember the way he works. Remember what he's done. And draw the faith from that moment to breakthrough into the next moment. And then he spoke, speaks about, remember my ways. And speaking about his ways is, is go back to those places. A way that the translation is actually a road. There are ways in our life, there are paths in our life where we have encountered God and experienced God. And in some ways, you need to go back to that place to encounter Him. Um, the the Motlion Indians have this, this tradition that um, they, live, they live in a communal village, but what happens is, is when a man goes hunting, every man in the tribe leaves the village by a different way and so he will have his path out of the village that he goes that he goes hunting by and what they do if you want to meet a man what you will do is you go stand on his way because you know that if you stand on his way you will encounter him either going hunting or coming home from hunting and um, and so when this tribe came to uh, came to Jesus the, the, the first Mott Leon who got saved explained to them 
that if you want to meet God, you need to go stand on his way. And his way is Jesus. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so to stand on the way of Jesus and you will meet God. And in the same way in our lives, there are ways in which we have encountered God, where we have met God. And we need to go back to those places and stand in His ways as we remember how He has come and how He's gone in our lives and that where we've encountered And we live in that place of encounter. And then finally, verse, verse 12, uh, 12 I, love, I love this. It's a very challenging verse. It says, Take care, brethren, that there be not in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Oh, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. In this context, the deceitfulness of sin is unbelief. It's not just things that we do wrong. The biggest sin, the greatest sin, is the sin of unbelief. Because everything else, once we believe, the power of God washes away everything. But when we believe, when we believe, all things are opened up to us. And, and this is, I believe, I believe this is our challenge for us here. Is there are promises in our lives. There are things that God has called us to. There are promises individually, locally, corporately, for our city, for the nation, and the nations of the earth, that God is wanting to release. His voice is speaking. And our challenge is this. Will we believe? Will we believe? Because if we'll believe, I believe God's going to give us nations. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond.